0: on the sofa at FGI. Each month we'll be speaking to some of our fantastic recruitment professionals and giving you an insight into the world of recruitment. I'm your host, Demi, the Talent Acquisition Manager at Source Group International. And you can listen to our podcast on all major streaming platforms and you can find us on LinkedIn at Source Group International. Welcome to our Leadership and Management episode. I'm your host, Demi, the Talent Acquisition Manager at Thought Group International, and today I'm joined by Ed Hall and Tom Wood, who are both Associate Directors in our London office. Today, we're going to be talking about management and leadership styles within the business. Just a bit of background for you listeners, Ed has been homegrown and had the opportunity to grow within SGI into a management position, whereas Tom joined us from a much larger business, joining us at SGI to embark on his next journey in his career. So big welcome to you both, Ed and Tom. How are you guys feeling about the podcast?
1: Yeah, good. Excited, so, can't wait.
0: Delighted, can't wait. Okay, so just to break the ice straight away because I know you guys are a bit nervous, we're gonna play. <laughs> we're gonna play Heads Up. Have you ever played? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Tom, no. Oh, no? Oh, it's, okay, it's, it's all right because Ed is gonna be the partaker, you basically have to read what's on the screen. You can't say the word. Right. You have to describe it to him. Okay. And he has to guess what it is. Go ahead. Yeah. Forward is yes. Back is skip. So if you don't know it, just say skip. I'm not going to get involved because I'm very interested to see how this goes. Get involved. Get involved? Yeah. All right. I get a bit aggressive. Like, no, you don't get involved. <laughs> i <like, I'm getting laughs> <like> competitive. <laughs> okay. Here you go. You just press play.
1: Mix it up.
0: When you're
1: done, come on, then, mate. What have you got for me? I'm getting ready. Three, two, one. We're off. Uh,
2: famous brand boxer shots, Calvin Glatt. Yeah. yeah,
0: forward.
2: There we go. Uh, done out this one.
0: Skip. <laughs>
2: uh, fruit, Granny Smith's apple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I? man. I'll be of the world down under Australian. Lovely. Nice. Good at this. Uh, good. It was a film with Sean Connery in where they were trying to escape from a prison. Uh, Sean Connery and uh, I can't remember the other person. Yeah. Yes, Dwayne
0: Johnson. Uh,
2: the ship that sunk, Titanic. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah. Good. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out. Oh, right. That's we're going to go. What movie Americans <laughs> call football? Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, there you go. Uh, don't know about that one.
0: I don't know who
2: that is. It's, it's a that. comedy
0: show, and it's like this guy, and he's a detective.
2: I clearly don't watch enough TV.
0: Don't <laughs> <laughs> no, stop! Yeah. You it's had like... *99* so, Oh,
1: okay. yeah! Modern yeah. family. Yeah. Well also. Tiki showed
0: up, yeah. You yeah. talk more more Okay,
1: Stop doing your job, mate. <laughs>
0: been so good. All right, look, let's dive into um, one of the first questions. Um, hopefully that takes the edge off a little bit. So let's start with you, Ed. Um, your career today, you have obviously been homegrown through SGI. So talk to us a little bit about your journey into management with SGI.
1: Yeah, so I started at a, firm, a much bigger firm for about six, seven months before I joined Source, just an associate. So I joined right at the bottom. Um, but quite early on in the beginning of SGI's journey, so we were only a year old when I um, joined, so I'll be here six years in January. Like I said, started at the bottom doing the UK uh, UK division. Um, we didn't have a perm offering either at all, so it was just me and one other came to set that up. Within about two years, I got promoted, and then we looked to move into the Swiss market. From there, it was kind of building that from scratch. And kind of I just organically took it into management. We had a manager in that team at the time who left, and it just kind of happened from there, really. Um, but it's always something I wanted to do,
0: yeah. I love that you just sort of like slotted in, it just
1: kind of <laughs> happens, yeah. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it seems gone all right. Just
0: a born leader,
1: Maybe. That is what it is.
0: Maybe. Um, and Tom, obviously, you had a little bit of a different journey coming from a really large company to SGI. Tell us about how it started for you and how you got to where you are now.
2: Um, so yes, yeah, so I started in uh. Well I've been at two of the recruitment businesses. One was my first job. Um, I was only there for a short period of time, to be honest. Um, and, and I was just still kind of finding my way we realising what I wanted to do. Um, my manager at the time moved to, um, to Hayes, which was where I spent most of my time. And uh, I ended up moving across there with him. Um, and a bit similar to where really I kind of joined as a you know an associate graduate um, and I just worked my way up through there. And then it got to a point where I'd been there for quite a long period of time and was starting to, you know, am
0: I going to be here for life? I'm not sure Sure, I want to be. Um, and that, that
2: was a huge, huge, big organisation where I kind of wanted to try myself in a, I guess, a smaller organisation, a bit more of a startup. Um, and the opportunity at source came, so, so, so you know, it became that well, and, and here we are, yeah. So is there, like, career ladder a little bit different to
0: ours, a bit much wider? No,
2: There's, like, nuances in there, but, but like, overarchingly, pretty similar, yeah. Um, I guess I was kind of, yeah, joined as an individual contributor and, then, and became, like, quite, quite a high performer there. Then management opportunities arose, and, and you just kind of followed it through. Um, and as as you know the results were good each year, the teams kept building. Hmm. Um and it just yeah, it went from there isn't it?
0: Just happened. And what um obviously just for both of you, whoever wants to answer first, um, what mistakes did you make at the very beginning of your careers? Loads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> still making them all the time now. Um yeah, like daily. I think it's that, you know, it's just what happens, isn't it, when you're learning a new skill. Um
1: that you, you know the, the best way to learn is to, to play I guess, hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's the exact point. I think when I started in recruitment, I almost felt like I tried too hard to do everything in the the perfect way, which there isn't one. You know, you get trains, especially you know, where I first got trained. They tell you how to do it, and I almost went like, too meticulous on just that. I think the biggest mistake you can make in probably most careers but definitely recruitment, is if you don't fail early enough, you'll never learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think you've got to be proactive. I think I kind of hit in my old in my old job. Whereas when I joined Source, Group about like 12 people. So there's no way I could hide. Whereas I don't think I came forward enough and kind of put myself out there with my team.
0: Yeah. And do you guys remember um, your first ever candidate call
1: that you ever yeah. made? Yeah. yeah in- like, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I, I think I dialled out the wrong number about three times on purpose, so I didn't have to talk to them. <laughs> Just pretending the number
0: doesn't I hate work.
1: It, they were all, like, I, I did it in my first interview. So when I interviewed the for, for... um. Uh, they put you on sales floor and give you candidates to call in the interview and they just say people are going to be listening to your course so uh, that was about as and you we were fine
0: I don't know if I, if I like that or not no I didn't
1: no <laughs> <laughs> didn't go well. Coming for an an job interview. Though, so.
0: yeah coming for an interview and by the way just do a couple of candidates I reckon they
1: would just use me for free labour oh yeah that you on the sales
0: board, do the same calls
2: and send you home. Oh, well, they gave you the job though, so true. true. What about you, Tom? Can you remember? Well, no, I'm a bit older than Ed, so I've got cast my memory a fair bit further back. But it, it, my interview process, I remember, was quite similar. There was like a you know, a, a live session on the desk, which is obviously quite intimidating. Um, but no, I don't specifically remember it, I just remember like always being worried about asking the wrong question. Um, you're obviously talking about a subject matter. I was doing um, C-sharp um, recruitment at the time, and you know, it's, it's getting the wrong names, C-hashtag, that type of thing. I <laughs> uh, definitely said that a few times. So, um, you know, there's a lot to take on board, right? It's, it's quite overwhelming. Um, and you're not only trying to, like, follow the script of the, the right questions, but so you've also got to try and you know, remember the terminology and stuff. So it's quite, quite a lot to take on board
0: um yeah see hashtag, C hashtag. <laughs> I love that okay um and at what point in like your careers did you think okay yeah management is something that I really want to do
1: quite early on I think actually for me I think it wasn't even before you justify it I think I wanted to I knew I wanted to leave like I was at university I was of a football team and I kind of that just naturally happens but again my, I got much more joy out of helping others than myself I think when I first started out at Source in particular I found myself helping other people that were either doing better than me or more senior than me I kind of looked at it and I was like there's got to be a reason why like I actually didn't do that well for my first kind of couple of years at Source and I found myself spending more time helping others and I think at that point I, I kind of had a conversation with Gavin and Lawrence and it's like I think this is going to be my route you know can you help me get there
0: yeah and they did,
1: and they helped you, and they guided you. Yeah, I mean, they promoted me the week before lockdown, which is really generous. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. They definitely did. Yeah,
0: remember that promotion uh, you wanted?
1: Here you yeah, go. yeah. It's like 14th of March 2020, yeah. and it's lockdown. Yeah.
0: Um, what about you, Tom? Did you always know it was something that you wanted to do?
2: No, not really. I don't think so. Um, it was just something that happened more organically, I guess. Um, similar to Ed, in some some respects, that I like, was quite, I was. You know, I guess a senior recruiter on the desk and was quite the big company I worked for. I had a big um like grad, graduate hiring policy, so you kind of always interacting with them. I quite enjoyed that part of it. Um the so yeah, so the, the leadership aspect quite enjoyed the management stuff didn't perhaps come as naturally to me. Um and and um that was stuff that I've i had to work on over time. And I'm still working on that, to be honest.
0: Forever learning, forever developing. And once you guys obviously got into your managerial roles and your positions, what was something that really surprised you both?
1: I think obviously managing through a pandemic was challenging. So I think Mm -hmm. a lot of what I'm going to say is probably slightly skewed by that. Um, But I think what surprised me the most is is just how much, like, pressure you put on yourself to help others. I don't think I was quite ready for that, Mm -hmm. like, you feel like you've genuinely got people's careers and lives in the palm of your hand sometimes. And it's quite it can be quite overwhelming at times. I think I found myself going late into the night stressing about stuff that I didn't expect to. Um, but that comes with just developing and getting better yourself. Like Tom says, you can never, never complete management. There's never like a point where you go, right, I don't need to learn anymore. <laughs> uh, but that surprised me quite a lot, just how much I care, which makes you sound a bit weird. <laughs> but okay. yeah.
0: Did, did your management style change, do you think, from when you were in lockdown to when obviously the office opened back up? Yeah, I think so.
1: So I was kind of leading up, up to that point. So from August 2019, I had two, two staff that wasn't technically a manager. I was just kind of overseeing them. Um, but yeah, it changes a lot. You've got to be much more available because you don't know what other people's schedules. You don't know when they're going to need your help. You can't coach on desk because you spend a year without them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get back to it and you just realise how much, better it is to have the person that you're managing or the people you're managing sat next to you. Um, that was the biggest, biggest thing for me was like, I can actually listen to their calls so I can help them in real time rather than going, right, let's catch up at three different points and just hope there's something I can help with. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. And what about you, Tom? What was something
2: that surprised you? Um, I think the time you need to commit. My, my first roles were always, which I think is pretty common for our industry, we're always like, Building manager roles, so you were kind of still running your own desk whilst also trying to manage the team and the amount of time you needed to commit to help people um become successful and then I guess learn the job um was more, you know, much more significant than I initially anticipated. So my own personal performance suffered as a detriment from my from my own billions perspective, I um, because I was just unaware of how much time you would need to. To, to spend, but I think that was partly because I was doing the job, um, you know, wrong. So <laughs> yeah. it, um, it took a lot more time than it should have. But obviously, yeah. with with more experience, you you learn and, and you, you kind of have a, a better understanding of how to manage that time efficiently and stuff like Yeah, and you're both not billing anymore, are you? No. Do you miss?
0: Yeah.
2: anything about it yeah to be fair i've, I've done a few few placements this year and fabulous here <laughs> uh, <viewing>. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the fly um but yeah no i i do miss it i think it is important to keep your um to, to keep as close to it as possible because recruitment has changed so much since when i first started in, in so many different facets so it's like if you don't keep Relatively today and relevant, then it's difficult for you to coach, manage, lead people um, if you if you don't have experience of like the, the more modern ways. Of the so that's a great point. Um, True. But whilst I'm not, you know, we're not in it every day. I'm still trying to keep as close to it as possible. Mm.
0: Yeah, especially about like the development side that you said and being able to keep up with the trainings, mm. and it has always changed. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've not done a deal for a year, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe I need to. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's a, to Tom's point, you do have to try and stay close to it though, but when you do kind of dip the toes back in, I definitely miss him but this is quite this is quite fun still. The rush. Yeah the adrenaline.
0: Yeah, the the <laughs> and um what sort of leadership styles have influenced you both the most? Do you think whether that's like somebody in the business or somebody that you've read about, you've read a book, you quite like that and you've adapted it?
2: Yeah, I think various leadership styles thing like look, I've had Back to my previous managers, um, I've had some really, really good managers, so you obviously take, take little snippets and bits and pieces from them. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a big kind of sports fan, so you look at various, um, you know, legendaries, managers like, although I'm not a man that, I you know, Sax Bergson, someone that managed to manage for so long, in very different generations of time but also you know still still be very successful there's there's a lot to take from that but i also think it's really important that you know i think you have to be yourself as well so whilst it's important to take you know bits and pieces from other people you've got to be original you've got to be yourself because it's impossible to put on an axe for like you know 10 hours, 11 hours a day or whatever, you know, 8 to 11, whatever you work, 5 days a week, you know, you just can't do that. So, yeah, whilst it's important to, to, to learn from others, of course, you, you've, got to be, you've got to be yourself as well.
0: Yeah. What would you say that your management style is?
2: <laughs> <laughs> question. I, I don't know if it would be best to ask it, but people. I think you've got to adapt your style to different individuals. I
0: think,
2: yeah. I don't think you can have one certain way of managing um because you know there's like 20 or people on the in the team and, and each one of those individuals different needs different wants different different learning styles so I think it's difficult to kind of encapsulate it in one like one style but um that's not really an interesting question is it?
0: But it makes sense I suppose everybody's different everybody yeah. takes the different leadership styles.
2: Yeah I try I try and give people as much um, ownership and autonomy as as possible, um, because you know I think that's when people like to, to grow and form better. But but that's just me. I mean, it's a subjective thing. But,
1: but yeah, I think I think you've got you've got to adapt your style. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I think you just got to create a culture within your team to be able to have that freedom to be that person that if you do need help, they can come to you, or they need support from their peers. I think that. If I was to circle back to kind of the the leadership style, I think if you just create a good culture within the team, people don't tend to leave good teams. If you're performing at a high level, performing at a lower level, or medium level, it doesn't really matter. If you feel like you're part of the team, you like your peers, you like your managers, it's a lot harder to leave that. Hmm. So You work on the actual skills to do the job. So if you feel included and you feel happy in in an area, in the culture of the team, it becomes a lot harder for people to leave or struggle because they can feel supported. So I think if you were to boil it down to a style, I think what we do really well across all the divisions, including Tom's and, and the others, is we have that culture where you can just come and ask for support at all times. So there's no one, I don't think, this whole business that sits there and goes, I can't ask for help.
0: Yeah, I think it's across like departments as well, which is quite nice, because sometimes I can come to a you and say, I just need some advice hmm. on something or what do you think on this? And I think it's nice to have that and not just have one person you can always go to. Yeah. Um, what, about, what advice would you give to somebody that's looking to sort of step into that management role where you're starting to think about, yeah, this is what I'd quite like to do?
1: Um, I think the biggest mistake you can make going into management in particular, especially when you're still hands-on, is changing how you work. Because you've obviously been successful to get to a point where you've either been promoted to manager or about to get promoted. You suddenly change everything you do. How are you going to be able to replicate it for staff that then join your team? Mm -hmm. It's almost that leap from the front and just demonstrate how to do the job. Whereas I think a lot of people get into management and go, right, I've got to change everything now. I've got to completely change who I am, my activities, everything I do on a daily basis. I think that's where people can go wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. What
1: about you? What do you think? I think one of my if you're talking
2: personal experiences, one of my biggest learning curves was like not managing people how I like to be managed. I mean, assuming that assuming everyone wants to be managed how I want it to be managed. Mm-hmm. Um and it, you know, and that's how I of the first started and it just didn't work. So it was just before people like learning different ways and, and, and respond to different um different kinds of so, um, yeah, it was a mistake I've made.
0: Do you think it's, like, important to sit down with your team and say, like, no, how do you like to be managed and how do yeah. you like things to be structured?
1: 100%. Everyone's got different learning styles, as Tom said. That's a, that's a question I ask in interviews. Yeah. How do you learn? Sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but how do we get the best out of you? Yeah. And then you adapt.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to know, isn't it, sort of, like, straight off the bat, and mm-hmm. then that way you know how you are going in it. and last sort of question and then we'll play another round of heads up just because it's fun <laughs> um, I'm sort of in leadership um you know is there anything that's funny anything that's happened that's I don't know it doesn't have to be personal it doesn't have to be somebody currently in the business but is there any sort of story that you've got and you're like this is just absolutely brilliant
1: I actually thought of one while we were doing business actually just thinking about lockdown we used to do like team socials when there was only like three of us and it was like me, Kurt and Sam, and we all like a bit. So we'd just sit and look at each other on Zoom and just get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Like, if, if, I, if you were to, like, circle back to that image now and send that to someone in like, 2015, that like this is a tea night out, three of us sat in our bedrooms just screaming, looking at each other, just chatting, what a weird social be People would be like, that, that's just mad. So um, that was a strange scenario to happen. but We did it every month. <laughs> so we must have enjoyed it so <laughs> no talking. talking no obviously we <laughs> didn't get a chit chat but we just felt like we needed to just look at each other's faces yeah. outside of work but we couldn't see each other so yeah I also met up with um with Sam who was in my team at the time and we um sat on either side of a park bench that was weird it was cold so yeah <laughs> of distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So managing a that was just basically all of that strange that was yeah. the new
0: norm though the
1: new norm. That was the Unpre- normal. Then. Unprecedented times, eh? Changed. What about you, Tom? Anything
2: funny? Um, I don't know. Like, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, there's loads and loads of stories. Some probably not um appropriate for this uh this channel. But I think just generally, like, there's just a number of different questions that people ask you. But but also like when it tips over from from work life and they start asking questions about like. Um, you know what they're doing at home. What, what, what should they have for dinner and <laughs> stuff like that? I don't
0: know.
2: It's just that's up to you. So it's just that I guess there's you know the 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 inflection point of like when it becomes like work and then well I mean I don't care what you're doing. You know when you go to holiday or what you're going to have for dinner that sort of stuff. It's, but actually yeah. asked you what to have for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Um, I said. Um, Roast dinner, it? it's going to be,
0: isn't it? <laughs> True normal, man. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, well, look, let's do another game of heads up.
2: Do I get to be the... Um, do you want to be? holder this time.
0: Do you want to be? I think you'd be quick, quite Yeah. Hard. you have to swap seats, just in case. So forward is, yeah? Yeah. And then back is Got skip, yeah? Yeah. One
1: were easy, so... I okay. know, but they do, the like, go easy and hard. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: honestly regret swapping. Oh, uh, it's, um... Lightsabers. Yeah, lightsabers.
1: So yeah. yeah. Um oh, It's famous in New York. In Statue new, of yeah. Liberty. Uh, it's the biggest fish that we use. Jaws. Film <laughs> Jaws has got the what in it? Uh, shark. Big red, oh, white shark. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, it's a Marvel film that's um no, good yet, yeah, skip that. spider <laughs> <laughs> Um, they have like samurai swords and they're like turtles.
0: Something. Oh, yeah,
1: Teenage Ninja Teenage... Hero Turtles. No, the Ninja Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, pretty sure we host a drag race on Channel One. Trust me, there, my friend. <laughs> 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 uh he's in Star Wars, the main character, the Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Uh greatest basketball player in the world. Michael Jordan. Yeah. I thought
0: that said Michael Jackson. Um you play an instrument like <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was gonna yeah, trick acoustic guitar? guitar. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. What
0: yeah. What about is?
1: It? Which is garbage yeah. for an audio media. Oh, yeah. I know it's There is
0: one where you can like act
1: it <laughs> out it should, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It does, it films. Good, mate. It filmed
0: you. Oh, really? When you're doing it, I'll say that. will get that. Thank you for listening to this episode of On The Sofa with SGI. We hope you've enjoyed it. I've been your host, Demi, and I want to say a huge thank you to both Ed and Tom for coming on the show and walking us through their journeys into leadership and recruitment. It's been great hearing about the people that have influenced you and the advice that you would like to give to others looking to get into management. Coming up on our next episode, I'll be joined by Lawrence, one of our co-founders, and Shakara, one of our principal consultants from our USA division. And we'll be talking all about relocation within the business and the ins and outs of what it's like to move to a different city. If you're interested in escaping a normal recruitment career, if you're hardworking, super motivated, gritty, if that's you, then join SGI, hack your own career, accelerate your earning potentials, and have a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to our podcast on the sofa with SGI. I've been your host, Demi, and we're really looking forward to bringing you along on our journey and giving you a glimpse of life at SGI. As always, you can find us on all major streaming platforms. If you like the show, tell a friend or give us a review. It really helps us out. We're on LinkedIn at Source Group International, and you can contact us via our website at www.sourcegroupinternational.com.